Hello there, everybody, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Guapish Rule 34. As always, I am your main anchor, Nico, and today I am transitioning over to Tanner with sports. That's right, folks. They're out there on the field giving it. They're all, they're bleeding, they're puking, they're fucking coming all over the field, and I just can't wait to watch them bounce those balls all over the fucking place. <laughs> Sounds exciting, Tanner. Can't wait to catch up on that on my DVR tonight. <laughs> anyway, now we're going on over to Jackson with the weather over in his goon cave. Oh my god, I just saw somebody get picked up by a fucking tornado. They're dead. They're dead. They just died in the tornado. They got hit by a car, a piece of shrapnel. Oh shit. All that's happening in your goon cave, dude? It's very exciting in here. <laughs> Would you guys ever consider storm chasing? No. Fuck no. Do you think there are any storm chasers where it's like a sexual fetish for them? Like they get off on watching tornadoes? Mmm. Almost certainly, I would say. I, in fact, I believe 100% of them do, in fact, get off. They just pop off the moment they see a tornado land and just destroy a family of four's home. Is mm. it like an adrenaline thing? What's the reason for them doing that? They're just like seeing like the big cool thingamabob? I, I think they do it as a job. Mm. Like they get paid to do that shit. Like, yeah, I thought I, I thought it was just, I like, th a, a hobby. No, I think I think what they do is that they, like, film it, and then they sell the footage to, like, news stations and shit. Hmm. What if you're wrong about that, though? If, I, if I'm wrong, then, yeah, I, you know, I guess that's crazy. How much do you think one of those Storm Chaser cars costs, though? A lot of money. They've got, they've got a, they've got a bunch of cinder blocks in it to not get picked up by a fucking tornado, of course. I imagine the deductible on those things are gonna be insane. How let's let's see how much does a storm chase chaser car cost? Cause like they got to be armored. They have all this like high tech fucking storm equipment on it. Uh, tornado intercept vehicle. What in the fuck? Uh, I'm not finding a quick answer. Oh well. We're we're already off to a rough start with the googling. Wait, here we go. Eighty thousand dollars. That doesn't sound too bad actually. Dude, that's like more than a Ferrari would cost you. Do, do you think a tornado car gets good gas mileage? Probably not. Yeah, I wouldn't mm. imagine so. Yeah. They got those new Are hybrid they... ones coming out recently. They're sweeping the nation with their 30 gas, thirty miles per gallon. Hybrid storm chaser cars. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they can harness the lightning to power themselves. That'd be fun. The more pressing question here, though, do you guys think you would actually end up constructing a goon cave at any point? No. Just like like the general idea of what a man cave is? Like a goon cave, dude. You know about goon he, caves. He's talking about masturbation right now, Jackson. Oh, you guys know that? You guys seen that one video? Uh, where it's like the cum rooms. Like a dude that interviews... Or like, not like interviews, but like find some random chick on Omegle. And she's in like the fucking... The masturbatory room. Where it's just a chair. And like purple lights. It's mm -hmm. weird. One of those? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I'm not that degenerate. Not yet, at least. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't peaked that much in life. <laughs> You're getting there, though, Jackson. I've oh, seen right. you starting to stock up on mason jars recently, which has been a little worrying, but... Stop digging into my habits. <laughs> Alright, so this is something that's really hit gaming news recently. And unfortunately, Dylan is not here for that Jackson's wondering about. Have you guys heard about the recent Destiny controversy? No. No. Alright, so, check it out, boys. Check it out. Apparently, they just laid off, like, a shitload of their staff, including a lot of their senior developers and stuff like that. Like, one of the people there worked on their fucking, like, Destiny soundtrack. Not specifically Destiny, but just, like, Bungie in general. Their soundtrack for, like, 20 years now. And they just huh. laid them off. Like, dude who was famous for constructing the uh, ever-popular Halo soundtrack and shit like that, you know? 
Matt or what? What's his name? Mike Donald or some shit? Uh, some shit. I don't fucking know exactly. But uh, I was about to say Mac Miller. <laughs> Mac Miller. Yeah. But yeah, they just laid off a ton of their people, uh, leading up to the launch of like their final fucking DLC or whatever the fuck. And yeah, so apparently one of the big reasons for this is that uh, when they got fucking acquired by Sony or whatever, typically something that happens with those sort of bit like big acquisitions is that the company will like you know start to distribute like a bunch of like fucking shares and shit like that of the company to their developers and stuff like that, people who work at the company. And apparently in this situation, they had like given a lot more shares to the people who've been with the company a lot longer. However, if those employees end up leaving the company, the shares just like uh, get fucking reimbursed right back to the company, and. <laughs> That includes if they get fired. So they just that fired. Yeah, they just fired a shitload legal. of their people so they could get that shit back. There's no way that's like 100% accurate. Dude, it's 100%, man. You can look uh, into it yourself, Buster. That sounds that sounds way too fantastical, let's say, to be true. <laughs> what do you honestly, mean fantastical? I'd believe it, honestly. I don't know. I just feel like Bungie doesn't have the reputation of doing stuff like that. Well, now they do. And they... why would they even need to if they now, like, they're owned by Sony. They don't have to worry about their own finances at all. So, like, why would they do that? Uh, corporate greed, Tanner. Corporate greed. They're an, in- they're an increasingly greedy company. So, previously, they're owned by, like, EA or whatever the fuck, or Activision. I don't know which one it was. But <laughs> during that time, a lot of their, like, really scummy decisions that they were making were just, like, blamed on them, EA, Activision, whoever the fuck it was. And, you know, people give them the benefit of the doubt. Because, like, it's Sony. They, the, we love their games. Of, of course they would never do anything wrong. And now that they split from that company... Uh, they have just become increasingly far more greedy, and it <laughs> there really isn't any way to like really <laughs> try and uh, you know back them up on this at this point, except for the people who are like you know really hardcore Destiny fanboys. Like, hang hang on, guys, they're giving us a really solid game here. We, we gotta trust them. Like, let's give them all our money. Like, why not, man? Why yeah, not? I want, I want the Dylan perspective on this scenario. <laughs> I mean, more than likely, what I was going to say is, like, yeah, I don't really like uh, the recent things that they've been doing, but uh, I guess it's only one year left of this, and then I don't have to endure it anymore. Endure it? Yeah. Do you think he actually quits Destiny? No. I mean, he probably will, but he'll just hop on some other bullshit life service game afterward. Womp womp. Yeah. Let's get him into that Lego MMO. <laughs> There's a Lego MMO? Yeah, dude, I don't remember what it's fucking called, but... Lego Worlds. I have a feeling it didn't last very long. I don't think it did either. I thought Lego Lego Worlds was just like a, uh... Just like a Minecraft Lego thing. Yeah, yeah, Lego Universe. There you go. It lasted two years. (laughs) Womp womp. That seems to be the general lifespan of a lot of MMOs. Yeah. Unless they're, like, good ones. Yeah, unless they're, like, really good ones. Dude, like fucking World of Warcraft, I love that shit. I've been logging in recently. I've recently gotten the World of Warcraft train. I love that shit, dude. Uh, I like um, uh, Torbjorn. He's in that, right? I like him. I like mm-hmm. Torbjorn. Um, I like the Lich King. Is he a character? Maybe. Um, I like I Mercy. She's mm-hmm. pretty cool. And uh, the Shadow Stalker. I love the Shadow Stalker. He's pretty sweet. He has like big sword knife things. They like right. extend from his arms. He looks really cool. I think he's a vampire, maybe. Have you have you considered the fact you're not talking about an MMO right now? Dude, I like that you can play as a panda. No way, you can play as a panda. <laughs> you sure can, dude. 
That's freaking crazy. <laughs> also, the panda's name is Chen. No, it, your panda doesn't have to be named Chen Tanner. Oh, I thought you were talking about Heroes of the Storm. No. What the fuck are you talking about? Why'd you about? mention Mercy? Uh, Mercy's in World of Warcraft. I thought you were talking about Overwatch. <laughs> no, he was just mentioning a bunch of Blizzard characters, so I thought he was talking about Heroes of the Storm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you think Mercy from Heroes of the Storm is more popular than Mercy from Overwatch? Which is also They're the same character. Is that, is that what character. you think, Tanner? Do you honestly believe that, dude? No, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Jesus, it's the same character in both the games. Then why would you comment on Heroes of the Storm? That's impossible. Because he was saying characters from multiple different Blizzard games, and Heroes of the Storm has characters from a bunch of different Blizzard games. Oh, fair enough. I don't know anything you about that You fucking retard. Shit. I'm sorry. I, I literally don't know anything about Heroes of the Storm other than it just being some fucking shitty uh, Dota 2 club that nobody plays. Hey, it was fun. <laughs> that is exactly what it is. It's a Dota 2 clone that just has characters from a bunch of different well, fucking Blizzard. Uh, I was about yeah, I was about to say fucking WoW games. <laughs> I didn't even, I didn't even know that. I thought it was just some generic fucking MOBA. I didn't even know it was like a Blizzard thing. Yeah, I listen, a- they had a character where two people played the same guy. Yeah, it was one body with two players controlling it, which I thought was pretty sweet. It was, but also that character fucking sucked, because now you have two people who have to stay together in the same location at all times. Yeah, there's also another character where, like, they would just stay in base at all times, but they would, like, buff, like, a, they would just, like, target one of their allies and just, like, buff them with a shitload of stuff. Right, They had some yeah. really unique ideas in that game, but, you know. That game, they, they really kind of... I'm almost impressed at the at the uh, thought they put into it, where they were like, "Listen, we're not gonna compete with Dota or League, so let's well at least not compete with them in a very direct way by doing just the same thing they're doing, but our way. So we're just gonna throw a bunch of off the wall crazy shit in here, like the way different modes play and maps, and like they did a bunch of unique stuff to see if it would catch on, and sadly it didn't. But I had a lot of fun with it." Yeah, I played a little bit just because you get, like, a few Overwatch skins. Uh, like, there was one for D.Va that made her a cop. It got her in that like, really cute, like, little cop outfit that the uh, Korean, like, women police officers wear. I love it. I'm a big fan. When I was in Japan, I also saw, like, a, a one of them cute female officers there, like, when I initially was in the airport. And she just looked so adorable. I, I couldn't you possibly... You should have hit on her. <laughs> Konnichiwa desu. I was like, I couldn't imagine her actually doing anything if I committed a crime right now. Right, yeah. I couldn't take her seriously. But at the same time, like, you know, I kind of have to take her seriously because Japanese uh, law there is, like, really fucking serious, especially for foreigners. You don't you, you don't want to commit a crime in Japan, dude. Yeah, don't they have, like, a, like a 99% conviction rate down there? Yeah, there was a YouTuber recently over in Japan who was just, like, a total fucking asshole who just constantly was doing, like, really shitty stuff over there. Like, he would just fucking and like, uh, uh, like try and sneak onto like trains and stuff like that, or like uh, ask for people for like money, just like bothering them and stuff like that, just like shouting on trains and shit like that. And yeah, they eventually arrested him uh, for just like disturbing the peace or whatever. And they, he's just been like in holding for like a couple months now or something like that. Let's go. Now let me posit this question to you, Nico, since you've been to the country. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I am taller, heavier, and stronger than ninety nine point nine percent of Japanese people. Hmm. Could I just go there and do whatever I want and the police would not be able to stop me? I mean, they still have guns. They do? Yeah. Yeah, they've got, like, police-issued revolvers. It's, like, it's a whole whole fucking ordeal. They have to, like, mark when they shoot and stuff, and it's, like, this whole shtick, but, you know, they got There's a lot of bureaucracy with it. They have to, like, write a letter to the mayor first to see if they can actually use it on you and stuff like that, and, like, it's interesting. 
it takes a couple weeks to like really hear back from them so like by the time that happens you're probably long gone at that point but you know at least they'll have the proper paperwork to really know that they can shoot you on site now yeah they actually have to fax the emperor of japan uh, (laughs) a letter of approval for being able to shoot somebody or not yeah okay so as long as i'm fast about it i could take over the country unarmed potentially i'd like to see you try I think I could pull this off in Britain, too. <laughs> Dude, they have knives, though. I think they just throw acid in your face. Only the people do, though. All I need to do is lead a populist revol- revolution, get the people on my side, and then the cops can't do anything to stop me because I am too strong and American. Dude, do you really think you could fend off a police officer with one of them billy clubs? Yes. Okay. Did you see that video this week of that MMA guy that got attacked by a knife-wielding maniac and he fucking boom right on the ground? No. And then he fucking killed him. Oh, Jesus. No, he didn't kill him. Okay. He should have, though. He deserved it. Yeah, true. If you come at me at a knife, I owe you nothing. (laughs) Now, guys. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, you go. When we started this episode, I decided I wanted to do one of our very old Guapish topics that's been sitting there for a while that I think we can just do right now, because why not? Because we have the most experience with this since Dylan isn't here. Yeah. Uh, and that is the bigotry tier list. Holy shit. I, I, I've got for us uh, 15 different forms of bigotry. Okay. And I want us to, to rank them. Okay. Because why not? How exactly are we going to be ranking bigotry? My, my default presumption is we'll rank them based on which ones are funniest. Uh, okay. <laughs> which I think is probably the safest way to go about it, too. Yeah, sure. Why not? I'm pretty down with that. So I have a list of 15 phobias here thanks to Quora.com. Let's just start with one that uh, I think we probably haven't heard of, which is uh, Gerontophobia, Mm. which is a hatred or fear of elderly slash old people. Now, I'm personally not a big fan of that one. I don't think it's that funny. To me, the idea of someone walking around with a deep-seated hatred of the elderly is very funny. Especially because they are going to become what they hate at some point. (laughs) Yes, that, see? It's got irony, too. I don't think it's that funny, because that just sounds Mm -hmm. like every fucking typical, uh, like, college student who's, like, getting way too progressive, you know? They're just like, oh, man, I'm so excited about COVID, because that means all the old people are gonna die now. Mm. Which is something I legitimately heard when I was going to college and COVID was first starting. Those people changed their tune pretty quickly once, like, quarantine started and shit. And they were like, huh, I I really think that everyone should be, like, wearing a mask and stuff like that. Like, I need to save my grandma, even though I just said I wanted her dead. Right. So I'm personally not a big fan of that one. I don't think it's that funny. You're not, I'm a, I get, I probably am not a fan of the actual people who possess this, uh, bigotry. It's more so the idea that you're a fan of. Yeah, the idea, I like it. Okay. Huh. Similar to, like, authoritarianism sounds pretty cool in concept, but the people who've practiced it itself have not been pretty cool. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, much like Islam. (laughs) Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, how about Islamophobia? Where do we, how do we feel about Islamophobia? Mmm... A little overblown, I must say. Not that funny. Yeah, I'd say not very funny either. Um, yeah. Warranted, but not very funny. <laughs> Damn it, Tanner. You just you, you made me uh, laugh a little bit. I have to move it up a rank. What are the ranks? What are the ranks I think, here, I think we're doing them relative to each other. Okay. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So I would absolutely put it over old people phobia. I would okay. actually. 
Really? I wouldn't either, so... Oh, okay. Uh, fuck, now I have to spell in real time. Okay, okay, let's see, what's... What's another one? What's the next one we can do? How about, um... Let's do ableism. Pretty funny, not gonna lie. Definitely yeah, higher than... people with, uh, <laughs> disabilities. That's 100% higher than either of the other ones we have so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty easy. Yeah. Like, people with cleft palates? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> also, like... I feel like ableism usually takes the form of, like... In real life, it, it really takes the form of hatred. I don't think... I mean, I guess there's Hitler. <laughs> so, never mind. I guess, like, real ass, just someone walk around like fucking... Fucking people in wheelchairs, God damn it! those fuckers. They get the closest spots to the goddamn Walmart. Fuck! <laughs> that is pretty funny, I guess. You could just be like Jackson, though, and park in those handicapped spots anyway. Be like me. Does he do that? Yeah, they're the safest spots for like his, his sports cars and shit like that. I don't want anybody doording at me, of course. Yeah. Damn, that's crazy. Uh, let's go with one that's in the news right now: anti-Semitism. Not very funny, I would say. Not super funny. Well, this more funny a- than old people and Islamophobia. Yeah, this one's really? a classic to me. I put this under ableism. Huh. It's absolutely under ableism, but it's uh, 100% above the other two. I agree it's a classic. Personally, I don't find anti-Semitism too funny. I think it's a bit too widespread, a bit too played out. And honestly, call me a hipster, it's getting a bit too popular nowadays. I just, I, eh, I'm just right. not into it. Take this guy back to the 1940s and he's changed his tune. This is where I insert a compilation of Tanner being an anti-Semite. <laughs> We could insert uh, a compilation of me being any of these things, frankly, <laughs> but... I have to put it at least above gerontophobia just because I call people Jews so often. <laughs> you do. You call people Jew all the time. Okay. Yeah, that's like a big part of my vocabulary. So far, this list is alphabetic. <laughs> that's fun. Alright. What's, what, what, what's the next one we should do? Let's do... Let's do... Fuck it. Let's do the big one. Let's do racism. Pretty good, dude. It's pretty good. It's pretty funny. Uh, Racism is... It's it's pretty funny, bro. It's Mm -hmm. pretty funny. I think racism... I don't think anything tops racism, to be completely honest. I think... Interesting. Uh, fucking... I don't know why I'm blanking on its name right now. Oh, homophobia. That's what it is. I 100% think homophobia can top racism. It'll be a tough battle. But personally, I find that more funny. You'd you'd have to convince me on that one. Because racism... Every everybody, you know, has a race. You can only make fun of so many gay people. Racism <laughs> really is just like a very widespread form of bigotry because you can be racist towards anybody in a various ways. It's just mm-hmm. it's I don't know, there's a word I'm thinking of. It's so flexible, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In an ironic way, it actually unites us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody's racist a little bit. I think that's fucked up if you can't make fun of somebody because of their race, you know? Maria, where's the passion anymore? Exactly, dude. Where's the, where's the love, man? Uh, let's do... How about another one I've never heard of? And let's see if I can fucking pronounce this. Ephibiphobia, which is hatred or fear of young people or youth. I mean, hating Not very funny, youth. seems kind of cringe. Yeah, yeah. that's boring. I think it's at the bottom. I, don't, I wouldn't yeah. put it at the bottom. I think it's over-hating on old people. Really? really? Yeah. I think I think. This Do you think it's over more. Islamophobia though? Yeah, I definitely think that hating on young people is much funnier than hating on Islamic folks. I guess. Like if if we're talking, okay. I guess like I I enjoy making fun of 
younger Zoomers, I suppose. I, I, I think making fun of old people is a bit funnier, though. I don't know, man. I disagree. I, I definitely prefer making fun of those kids with, like, the broccoli haircut over people who are, like, going to be breaking a hip, like, whenever they try and pick <laughs> something up. Damn. Hmm. You're giving me a lot to think about. What What are you thinking, Jackson? Uh, I'd put it in between dronophobia and Islamophobia. Yeah, I think I'm right there with you, Jackson, so we're going to put it there. Huh. Fair. F-A-Bi-phobia. Crazy. Alright, what's next on the list? We have got... Let's do, um... Let's do one relevant to the people in this room. Biphobia. Hatred or fear of bisexual people. I don't think it's that funny, man. I I just don't think it's that funny because... It's just so much more... uh, It's it's so much better to just call them gay instead of, Mm -hmm. like, calling them bi, you know? Like, if I say Mm -hmm. that, Tanner, you're bisexual, that means nothing. If I say you're fucking gay, that's way better. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's super weird. Yeah, I all of the funniest parts of biphobia really they also fall under homophobia. I think it's a bit too niche to be very funny. Yeah. I do think do I? I don't hmm. Do I think it's funnier than Islamophobia though? Aren't bi people like the like the laughing stock of the gay community and then like from the non gay community's perspective, they're just like the most normal of all of them? Yeah, we don't fit in anywhere. Um, <laughs> we're very oppressed, which is the biphobia. Uh, only the men, though. The women are fine. Only the men. Yeah, for real. Well, they say it's biphobia that women they they like don't get taken seriously, and they're just like, ah, you're just straight and showing off or what. But whatever the fuck, who cares? I don't need to get into the fucking queer dialogues with you two. Which, um, like, it's true though. That is true. It is true. It's so true. I don't think I've met a single woman who hasn't been bisexual so far. The thing is. I can't think of any, like, I can't think of any jokes that I personally would make about Islam, like, to an Islamic person. Mm. I can think of plenty of shit I'd say to bisexual people. So I I think it's coming before Islamophobia for me. Yeah, i definitely put it over Islamophobia. Put it over it then. I'd say below for me. Okay, okay. Let's see. Uh, let's do... Let's do, uh... Another one relevant to, to us, misandry, which is discrimination or hatred of men. I don't think that hating on men is that funny. The problem is, there's absolutely bucket loads of shit to make fun of men for, but the people who hold this bigotry don't use any of them. They make up bullshit that no one cares about. Yeah. It's always just some weird bullshit about like the patriarchy. Mm-hmm. When really they should make fun of how, like, we don't change our bed sheets often enough and shit like that. Yeah, exactly. That'd be funnier. Guys, when was the last time you changed your bed sheets? I'd uh, sleep on an air mattress. <laughs> uh, I don't know, like a week ago? If, if that. Damn it, Jackson, you son of a bitch. Yeah, I think it's been, like, probably a few months for me right now. My rule was always, uh, I'll do it when I smell something. Oh, okay. I do it when I start getting acne on my face. <laughs> <laughs> pretty good um yeah that's where we're putting it i guess i'd put it above biphobia i honestly i I think it's at the bottom for me the bottom i I wouldn't go that far i think i put it above biphobia okay not misandry let's do the other side of the the coin though misogyny hilarious dude very holy shit i'd put nobody could have seen this coming like right below racism i would say i'm gonna be honest guys 
I think I, I I think I personally enjoy making fun of women more than making fun of minorities. Mm. And I think they deserve it more too, so that <laughs> makes it extra extra fun. So I I'm would, gonna put misogyny above racism. I would put it below racism. Damn. I think it's number two for me though. It's tragic. I th- I love making fun of women, man, but you know, you could also make fun of their race at the same time. Exactly. I didn't spell that right. Wait, what the fuck? G-Y-N-Y? That doesn't look... That doesn't um, look right. That looks fucked up. We also have sexism on here. Let's just lump it in with misogyny. Yeah, I kind of agree with you there. Slash sexism. Because, like, you know, it says sexism is based on sex, but, like, you know, we colloquially only use it to mean women. Yeah. Um, Let's do... Uh, Let's do heterophobia, hatred or fear of heterosexual people. You can't hear, but I'm snoozing right now. <laughs> yeah. In a cartoonish fashion. It's 50-50 for me. Because, like, a lot of gay people are pretty funny, and so they can do, oh, what's up with the straights jokes that, like, half the time are kind are, are pretty funny, and then a lot of time it's it's not funny at all. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a joke based around straight people that I thought was actually Mm. I, w- I would literally put this at the bottom of the list for myself. Okay. Yeah, like, what's up with you straights? You feeling pretty normal today? <laughs> what's up with you 97% of the populations? How are you guys doing over there? How's it hey, feel man. having your family not disown you for who you like fucking? <laughs> pretty good, right? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think it's that great. <sighs> um, yeah, I think I'd put it at the bottom as well. Okay, I'd probably. I th- personally, I think I. I think I. Uh, uh, it's either above or below biphobia for me. It's it's about on par, I think. But below Islamophobia, heterophobia. I feel like we're very woke by having Islamophobia so low. Right. Anyway, we're doing a great job. <laughs> um, let us do. What do we have left? Now this one's kind of the same as uh, two we've already done. Ageism. Now let me. Let's turn ageism into more, like, like bigotry based on generations. So, like, people hating on boomers or hating on millennials, that kind of thing. Let's look at it from that lens. I would put it, at, like, between dronophobia and ephebophobia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so as well. That uh, sounds good to me. Because, like, I enjoy a good zoomer joke. I enjoy a good millennial joke. I enjoy a good boomer joke. Mm-hmm. What we really need to do is make fun of those Gen X motherfuckers. They've been too safe for too long. <laughs> True. How about the silent generation, though, dude? Why don't you Aren't speak up dead? for yourselves already? Yeah, stop being so fucking dead. Maybe if you weren't all dead, you wouldn't be so quiet, huh? <laughs> uh, let's do a classic homophobia. Dude, it's at the very top, dude. That's S tier. We we discussed that this one's already. At the very top. It's it's the I, very. I don't think that there's anything that can top homophobia, man. I think homophobia is the number two for me. Hmm. Right, right below racism. I mean, based on this list, homophobia... I I think based on this list, homophobia would be number three below misogyny. Ain't no way, dude. So I think it, that's landing it at number two below racism. Dude, there is nothing funnier than two guys having sex, okay? Like well, You might be able to convince me uh, if as I ruminate throughout the rest of like, this here's list. The thing, I, Tanner, I don't think we have much left. Well, like, women being gay, it's not that funny. No, not but really. But, like, 
male homosexuality, there's just nothing funnier to me, man. It's pretty funny, yeah. It, it, it's so funny. <laughs> Consider this, black yes. people. Mm. <laughs> Consider this, Jackson, gay black people? <laughs> no freaking way. Have you thought about that that's before? A, that's Like, hang on a second dude. here. Impossible. Two gangbangers banging it out? <laughs> Come on. Jesus Christ! (laughs) You might you might be able to change my mind when when we're going over the list at the end. Um, Let's do a newcomer to the bigotry uh, Olympics: transphobia. Transphobia, probably the newest form of of uh, bigotry on here. I think transphobia is funny as hell. It's made it's made a big splash, man. It is a top contender in my opinion. It's a tough one, man. I don't think I'd put it above sexism. I think I'd put it above ableism, though. It's definitely above ableism. It's one hundred percent above ableism. It's a tough one, though, man. Because every mm-hmm. time you throw out a trans joke, you, you got to be prepared for the community to just fucking annihilate you. Right, but isn't that part of the fun? I guess so. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd put it like right below misogyny. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, the reaction you get from them is so much better, though. I don't know. Women get pretty screamy about sexism nowadays. Dude, Tanner, you yourself have had a uh, a pretty recent example of uh, of some of your sexist comments coming back to bite you, dude. <laughs> and it's, you're right. That was very funny. I'll put it uh, between sexism and ableism. Where would you stick it, Jackson? That's the same thing as Nico below misogyny. Gotcha. Transphobia. Uh, are we done yet? No. Okay, last one on this list. Xenophobia, hatred or fear of foreigners slash other nationalities. I think I don't. I don't think I'm super hot on xenophobia. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it can be pretty funny sometimes. I'd put it like between ableism and anti-semitism personally i mostly think about it in the context of like illegal immigrants in the u.s like the fucking jokes about the mexican like workers type things gotcha which i think are pretty funny i'd probably put up a lot of anti-semitism for myself yeah i'm probably with xenophobia just making fun of people based on their nationality ah we do crap a prob- lot of anti-French jokes and exactly. British jokes and shit. That's where I'm That's coming true. from here. The you know, British, let me put it, the let me French. Put it above anti-Semitism because it's all-encompassing as well as anti-Semitism. There we go. I think I agree with right above anti-Semitism. Let's do xenophobia. Okay. So do we want to shuffle this around at no. all? No, it's perfect. I'd, I'd like to see homophobia at number one, but like... Right. You know, you know it's not true. Other than that, I think it's pretty perfect. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still holding true, saying that nothing comes close to racism. racism yeah, I think, I big. think this is actually a pretty definitive list. So there you, there you folks have it. Um, the official bigotry tier list. Uh, number coming in at number one, as many people would have guessed, racism, followed by homophobia, misogyny slash sexism, transphobia ableism, xenophobia, anti-Semitism, gerontophobia, ageism, ephibophobia, misandry, biphobia, Islamophobia, and heterophobia. Woo! Uh, I guess I'll take a, a pic of this so you can slap that in the episode or something. Thank God, thank you very much. I, I can't ever mm. remember the fucking shortcut to screen clip something. I usually just type in snip. Alright, excellent work, boys. So... 
Before we move on to our very, very Academy Award-winning segment, Guapish at the Movies, I feel like there's one more thing. Like, since we're already in the hot seat, as is, dude, since we're already here, we may as well get, like, one more topic of conversation out of the way here, since, like, you know, Dylan isn't here, and he'd absolutely try and, uh, try and get us away from something like this. How are you guys feeling about incest, you know? Like, as a genre, or, like, in real life? No, like, real life, dude, real life. I'm not I'm not a huge fan of it to be honest. Like maybe not you personally, okay? Like let, let's distance ourselves from that. Like us us personally, but just in general. Uh, is this is this because when we were watching I, I don't even remember which movie we came to find out that it's apparently far more common than any of us would have predicted? Yes. Okay. And also there's been that new that that big hot incest video game that's been hitting the market recently and people have been really into it, so I figure if it's, like, like if it's on everybody's mind, we may as well get it out of the way, dude. I think I've got a pretty... I don't know if it... I don't really know how controversial this is. I think dating within the family is weird. Because you, like, grew up with these people. That's weird as shit. Mm-hmm. Cousins, though, I don't think it's that weird, honestly. Like, obviously, there's, like, birth defects and shit that can happen with that. But I feel... I don't know anything about, like, most of my cousins, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I could see that being a pretty common occurrence. So, like, you could just, like, happen sand, just, like, start dating your cousin by accident. I don't think it's that weird, to be completely honest. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. In, like, media and things, it's super popular for some reason. I think it's kind of hot in porn. I don't know why. That's just that's just me. Uh, so I'm, I'm pretty lukewarm over. Now, I consume... A reasonable amount of incest porn as well. Um, I will say it strictly stricts to the realm of fantasy for me. I, I'm not down with incest at all. I think it's weird and gross. But why is and, that, uh, Tanner? Why is that? Uh, don't we have like a like an ingrained genetic like ugh thing to incest because that's our body trying to stop us from uh, fucking creating Quasimodo kids or whatever. Alright, consider this hypothetical, Tanner. You g- are going out with a girl and you think she's fucking hot, she's perfect, she's everything you love. Uh, after six months of dating her, you find out that she actually is, in fact, your second cousin. Uh, does this, is this a turnoff? Do you stop being in a relationship with them even though you're, like, madly in love with her? Second cousin, so... Let's see, second cousin would be, like, the daughter of the son of the father of my father's brother. Wait. It doesn't, the specifics don't matter. They're in the family relatively close to you. Do I know? You you find this out six months into it. Uh, No, no, no. I'm going to say, do I know the family member to which she is connected to me? Yeah, sure. That's how you find out. Yeah, that's weird as fuck. Because, like, that'd be me finding out from, like, a great uncle or some shit. He's like, oh, that's my fucking daughter or something, whatever. Nah, I, 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 no. Okay, Tanner, a second hypothetical here for you. Okay, so let's okay. say they're dating this great girl, okay? You're really into her. But then your uh-huh. mom, she drops on you a bombshell. Your father is not your real biological father. You, in fact, got a sperm donor because your father was incapable of conceiving you, Okay. And then you later find out that this girl who you've been dating, you've been dating for two years now, two years, she also got a sperm donor as her father, and it is, in fact, the same man, Tanner. Do you continue to date this woman? In that specific instance, I don't have a huge problem, to be honest. You have the same father, bro. Hmm? What about the fucked up incest babies? I I, I feel like the risk is not that high in that instance. Why do you something. think? Why do you think that? 
Well, I don't. Th- I don't know. Does incest? Does it take only one incesting for fucked up shit to happen? I thought there has to be a couple of generations where you're just like in a fucking circle. I don't know. Tanner, why are you even so concerned about like the fucked up babies as a result of this? What's up with that, dude? What? Why would I not be concerned? Well, I mean, like, are you concerned about, like, let's say people with, like, really severe developmental disorders? Like, if they have a child, uh, and they have, let's say, if they have a much higher likelihood of uh, creating a child who also has, like, severe birth defects, would you be opposed to them having children? No. Why not? I mean... Those, those sound like the same circumstance, man. I, I think for me personally, I would want to avoid having a fucked up child to the greatest extent possible because I would want my child to have the greatest like quality of life possible but like let's let's remove you from the equation specifically tanner would you be opposed to two people the two related people fucking and creating an incest baby dude an incest like specifically incest or they're just fucked up yeah they're uh, it's an incest baby dude yeah i'm I'm opposed to that but you're not opposed to like a crippled uh, people who have like developmental disorders having a baby I mean, can they care for it on their own, or is this going to become a burden to yeah, society? Yeah, let's say that they can care for it. No, I guess I'm not opposed to that. But why is I think that? It'd be, I think it'd be a little fucked up of them if they're, like, going into it, like, there's a very reasonable chance that our child is going to be really fucked up. But also, like, obviously, if they're having kids, they've found a way to deal with their disability, so maybe I shouldn't judge them like that. These sound like very similar circumstances, though, Tanner. Both of them are going to result in, like, a fucked up child. But why are you why are you opposed to one of them? Well, and not I think the other? incest is gross. That's why this feels a little arbitrary, man. I feel like uh, maybe no, 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 no. I think uh, you know. I think the uh, the I, I think it's uh, fair to say that we have sort of an innate sense of right and wrong, and uh, most people correctly feel that incest is gross, mm-hmm. and therefore it's wrong, and we don't really need to have some highfalutin justification for it. But why is it wrong, Tanner? Just because Nico, you haven't even given your fucking justification on this question yourself. What's what do you think, boy? Well, here's the thing. You see, so I am against incest. Okay, I want to get that one out here right now. I know it sounds like I've been defending it a fair bit, but I'm very much so against it. However, I am also for eugenics. I think that this instance of the two pe- fucked up people having a baby, I don't think we should allow that. I feel like we should get in there and stop it from happening. However, here's the problem with that. I can't. Like, well, in theory, that does sound like a good idea. Like, we don't want to create a bunch of fucked up children. I think in theory it sounds like a bad idea. I think in theory it sounds like a great idea. Because, like, you know, we do, we don't want to, like, you know, create all these fucked up children, dude. That That's terrible. Like, we're just uh, disabling them for life. What's up with that? That, that? That's screwed up. We really shouldn't be doing something like that. However, I really can't think of, like, a good way of, like, actually enforcing that. Is That's why I problem. think it's terrible in theory. There's no reasonable way of stopping that that isn't fucked up. Have yeah. you considered a slippery slope? It is a very slippery slope, you know? Like, it, it's a tough one, man. It's a tough one. Like, you know, we look at fucking Denmark that's, like, eliminated Down syndrome from their population. Yeah. And no one says, oh, cool, there's less fuck up, fucked up kids in that country now. We all look at it and say, damn, that's kind of fucked up of them. Why is that fucked up, Tanner? because well, it's eugenics and we ca- you know most people agree that eugenics is inherently kind of fucked up i don't know if man that, i think that's mostly just because hitler put it in a bad light you know i think if hitler wasn't trying to do all that eugenics shit people would probably be more chill with it overall it's making a big comeback at the very least tanner would you prefer to have a down syndrome baby no then what's fucked up about them eliminating it 
Well, because the way they're doing it is by killing them after they already exist. Is that how they do it? Yeah. That's fucked up. Never mind. That's awful. <laughs> I was going to say, it sounds pretty admirable that they were able to accomplish something like that. But if they're fucking killing no, them they eliminate after Down they're syndrome already born? <laughs> no, they eliminate Down... No, not after they're born. They're doing it with abortion. Oh, gotcha. That's still pretty fucked up. Yeah. It's, it's literally just like parents... Because they can do a test in utero to see if the kid will be born with Down syndrome. These tests are not 100% accurate, I was gonna by the say, way. I, I'm pretty sure those tests are like not 100% accurate at all. <laughs> that's, that's even worse. That's fucking horrible. Yeah, that, that's really fucked up. I know that so, yeah, uh, when I, when I it's was... It's just so socially accepted in, I, I believe it's Denmark, where they're just like, yeah, this one probably has Down syndrome. They're like, well, fucking, we'll try again. <laughs> You know, scramble that's, that thing. That's I don't know how old it has to be to detect Down syndrome either. Mm -hmm. I imagine there has to be some brain development in order to tell if it has Down syndrome, right? Yeah, presumably. I know that when my mom was pregnant with me, they said that I was likely going to have like some like major birth defects or something like that. And she mm -hmm. was like, no, I'm going to keep them. And I'm totally fine, except for I'm arguing for eugenics. I know. I'm a monster. <laughs> that's right, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you'd be... You're... <laughs> I don't know if there are any of these people. I imagine there's someone out there where they're, like, one of those uh, kids that survived an abortion and then turns into, like, a pro-abortion activist. Mm -hmm. That that person probably exists out there. Yeah, more than likely. I probably lost the thread here. I was definitely, I definitely had more I what wanted to say. What were talking about? I, I, I don't remember. <laughs> we, we went to Denmark. <laughs> and that, that's where things got pretty dicey, you know? You brought up eugenics. I, I blame you. That's because I'm for it in theory if we were able to perfect it and nothing could possibly go wrong if because could, of it. If we could pull off eugenics without using any of the methods necessary to do eugenics. Exactly. If we if we could just find a moral you're basically, way You're basically of going just saying it. you like the idea of having a healthier population. Yes, exactly. Oh, okay. Have you guys considered that people with crippling disabilities can still be happy and live fulfilling lives? That's what I said. <laughs> I'm not so sure about that, Tanner. We need to roll back We're not the tape even, like, here. None of the disabilities we've mentioned are even all that crippling. What about, like, severe Down syndrome, dude? But I I don't know. I think that's pretty crippling. Is it crippling? Yeah. I think they can still feed themselves. I, well, what, what's your... Well, what's a stopping point here for it being crippling, Tanner? I mean, to me, if you can walk and feed yourself, then you're, you're not... It's not, like, a crippling disability. Hmm. Jackson, what say you on that? Um, I don't have a say. Bummer. It's a, it's impossible to say, frankly. Maybe if like, uh, maybe if it was like an opt-in sort of thing, you know, like, hey, we uh, we've done some screening. We believe that you have like a much higher likelihood of like delivering some offspring that won't be like, you know, that won't be super kosher. So how about this? We'll give you 10k to get castrated, and then you'll be good to go. Like, th does that sound reasonable? Wait, wait, wait! Castrated? Not, not castrated. <laughs> just like you know, get just get just get your balls snipped a little bit, you know. For only ten k, no. I mean, like there are going to be a lot of people who want to do this, man. Like we, we can't make it like too crazy. Oh, you're saying like we make that program? Like that's yeah. the offer? Yeah, exactly. No. no, no, no. We're we're already at negative like population growth. I don't think we should be doing anything to encourage less uh less. You know, child rearing than already uh, exists. Hmm. Tanner, have you considered the existence as pain and the uh, by being born that that itself is like really fucked up, and we probably like shouldn't even be giving birth to anyone anymore? No, that's false. Hmm. 
Because, like, sh- existence is... Existence is... That's fucking cringe. Existence is everything. That's the whole... That's what the thing is. You can't say it's just the one thing because existence is all of the things. That's what existence is. Um, but Tanner, I got my heart broken in high school, so I don't <laughs> want to live anymore. Did you consider that? Go to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> work out, dude. Work on yourself. Come on. Go work on yourself. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Get over it. <laughs> She wasn't even that hot. <laughs> All right, so I think the Guapish can definitively say we are against incest, guys. We're against incest. We've really put mm-hmm. that one in the bed now at this point. Yeah. However, pro eugenics. I I feel like that's a well, solid. <laughs> I feel like we didn't. I feel like there wasn't a consensus on that one. Mm-hmm. We are pro eugenics, assuming that it's a like you know we're able to like really uh, polish it out, make sure that there's yeah. zero back. <laughs> If you can kind of just put out vibes that make it so that children are only born totally cool, then yeah, let we'll do it that way. There we go. We're we're we're, we're vibe eugenics, you know. <laughs> we don't we're not with like the killing or the fucking sterilization or whatever, but we're we're with the vibes. Exactly. You, know? you guys like genet- genetically modified babies? No, yes. I'm not. I'm not about that. Damn. Mm-hmm. Well, ten- Matter of fact, I'd probably be willing to kill those people if they if someone if some if a a fucking adult walked up to me and were like, "Hey, I'm a genetically modified human. I'm like three times smarter and four times faster than a human being is supposed to be." I would kill them on the spot because that's demon shit. Okay, I'm so not, I'm not about that. All right, so Tanner, let's say we we don't like you know make them like you know more powerful or anything like that than a normal human. We're just able to mm-hmm. like you know yeah make it so that they're like immune to diseases. Is that okay? I don't like it. What, it's what, plain What's God. wrong with that? This is, this is some, like, Jurassic Park bullshit. I, I don't think it's going to work out. They're going to rise up. Mm-hmm. Tanner, are you saying that you are four children getting cancer? Yes. Go up and shit the movies! Da, 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 da. <laughs> no, we can't uh, do that one anymore, you son of a bitch! We banned that song! Fuck you, Tanner, we banned that song! We can't do it what's... anymore! I was doing... Uh, no, that wasn't Jurassic... That was Freebird, because they <laughs> played that one in the big short, I think. <laughs> Jackson, what movies did we watch this week? Oh, we watched some fantastic ones. Two 2015 movies. The first one being uh, The Big Short, our Patreon. They were both 2015? Uh, Yeah, this and The Martian were both 2015. That's crazy. What are the odds? I know, isn't that crazy? Uh, Anyways, yeah, thank you, Raheem Wajwani, for requesting The Big Short. We're going to talk about it now. Um, who Who wants to talk about it? Dude, Tanner, you got The Big Short, dude. You got it, bro. So the big short is about the uh, 2008 uh, housing crash and uh, resulting recession, uh, except it's about uh, a bunch of dudes who figured out that was going to happen, and so they shorted the market, which is a crazy thing you don't usually do, at least with the housing market. And uh, yeah, I was just trying to present sort of an overview of the housing crash and how it happened and why, but in like a Hollywood like, tight, digestible package so that the average human being can actually, like, understand what the fuck just ruined their lives forever. And it also had Selena Gomez in it. It did have Selena Gomez in it, who isn't relevant anymore, but she was at the time. Yeah, back then. Who boy. Were you guys ever into (laughs) Selena Gomez? What? Were you guys super into Selena Gomez at all? No. She's got a bit too much of a baby face, which I feel like we've mentioned before. Hmm. Anyways, what'd you guys think of the big short? Dude, I this movie was initially kind of weird, and I definitely wasn't feeling the main, the quote-unquote main guy who we uh, were getting a look at. He seemed like, you know, 
seemed like a bit of a weirdo. I definitely didn't mm-hmm. feel like I could vibe with him very well, especially over the course of like a two-hour film. But it turns out he's not really in it very much, and I, I like that a lot better. <laughs> Pretty quickly, I feel like the quirky nature of this film grew on me, where it was like, oh boy, uh, you want to learn about fucking uh, checks and balances? Check out this guy cooking some uh, some samba over here, okay? He, he, he'll tell you all about him while he makes some salsa for you. And I thought that was pretty fun. I, I feel like they were able to really explain these uh, pretty, like, you know, out there ideas and uh, like really cohesive ways that just your layman can understand. Mm-hmm. Jackson, what do you think? Uh, I like this movie a lot more than I expected to. Um, like Nico said initially, I wasn't super into the vibe at the start of it, but I really got into it near the end. I was really fucking invested to the point where I don't, I don't normally do this when like people are fucking around, not really paying attention to the movie and me calling you guys out on doing that. But yeah, I, I, I like literally wanted to pay attention to the movie to the point that I told you guys to shut the fuck up so I could pay attention to the movie, which really speaks a lot about how invested I was in it. I think they did a really good job of actually breaking down these pretty complex topics into a digestible way so that we could all understand what was going on. Um, like I said, I don't really know anything about all this stuff. I, I was pretty into finance kind of stuff for a little bit during college, um, which may have helped with this. But uh, yeah, I was really I was really into it overall. I thought the acting was really solid. Um, I think the cinematography was entertaining and uh, pretty fun. I liked the cutouts to the celebrities explaining topics in fun ways. Um, it was really entertaining overall. I enjoyed it a lot. I honestly don't really have a lot of gripes about it, to be honest. Yeah, I, I agree where it feels a, a tad weak in the beginning where it's 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 kind of finding its footing and also, I guess, getting use, getting us, the audience, used to the style of the film, the way it's presented. I wonder if on a second watch through, if the beginning would feel a lot better now that I'm like, okay, I get the I get how they're presenting it and the little quirks and whatnot. Um. We have three main storylines here. We have the one with Dr. Burry is the weakest one by far. He's just too quirked up, you know. He's just too much of a weirdo. Um, Dude, he played the drums, though. Did you see that? He played the drums. Yeah. They should have... I don't know how they could have fixed it. Because, like, for all I know, this is, like, what he's actually like in real life. And so, like, well, fucking, like, I don't know. Yeah, they they bring him in and they're like, hey, so, uh... We're making this movie. It's it's going to be about like you, okay? You're going to be the main character. We we, we feel like it, it would be a, bring great perspective if we could, like you know like really sit down interview you to find out like what you're all about. It's just like well, I like playing the drums. I like I like, I like listening to loud music. Okay, yeah. What else do you what else are you into? Well, uh, uh, yeah. He's almost doing like a like a fucking Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. With I'm the gonna way be, he speaks. I'm going to be honest. I don't really see. Uh, Burry has like that much of a problem with this movie at all. I think he does a good job portraying who, you know, he's supposed to be portraying some fucking guy with Asperger's who <laughs> is kind of like a fucking quant. You just like read a bunch of data, figure something out, and then have the balls to stick through it. I think mm-hmm. I think it was cool. I like I like the scenes of him like going to these different banks and calling them. You know, like knowing exactly what's going to happen and like predicting it completely. I thought that was really cool and well done. And I think he does a good job just being some fucking weird autistic guy uh, that made billions of dollars. Dude, does he have autism? Yeah, yeah, he, he definitely has a touch of autism. What? Um, Damn it, cut out everything we said negative about him before. We can't have that on here. Also, cut yeah. out all of our conversation about incest and... <laughs> About incest and, and eugenics. Cut out the bigotry tier list. I feel like no. Nah, yeah, um, let's let's maybe particularly cut out the part we talk about ableism and that. Let's leave out the mm-hmm. rest though. We we can let's leave that. Let's scrap in. the episode. Uh, um, uh, uh, double the part we talk about. 
where we talk about transgender people. I feel like that's the part that will really get us a lot of clicks. Um, and then Mike Baum, the the guy played by uh, Steve Carell, that was obviously the standout storyline in this one. The other, the third one was with Brad Pitt was like fine. It was that just was middle of the road for me. The bearded guy. That was Brad Pitt. Yeah. What? The, I mean, Nico, you knew this, but. No way, dude. No way that was Brad Pitt. There's Shut no the way. Fuck. Holy shit, it was fucking Brad Pitt. I had no idea. <laughs> that's fucking crazy. You see, that's the great part. Brad Pitt can play good characters if they're like, hey, we're going to give you a character and not just make you Brad Pitt fighting zombies in this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't I don't know how to segue, so I got, are we ready for rankings? Dude, they should have made him fight zombies in this movie. <laughs> yeah. And then use the zombies as an analogy for fucking uh, stocks or some shit. Yeah, exactly. Um, Dude, stock, all that shit was really fucked up, by the way. I can't believe that the government would just uh, let that kind of shit slide and not, like, make anyone go to jail after all that bullshit. Dude, fuck the banks. I feel like this film really properly blackpilled me, you know? Like, I was uh, yeah. I, I was starting to get, like, pretty anti-government there for a while, but I feel like it's all just fruitless at this point. Fuck the U.S. government. And every other government, I, for know, that manner, except for Thailand. I feel like they kind of have their shit figured out. Thailand's government is so fucked up. What are you talking about? Maybe Singapore. Singapore is go. also pretty fucked up. They're like a sur- they're like a surveillance state. Exactly. Yeah. But like a cool one. Not really. I think you get like jailed if you like throw gum on the ground or something. Yeah, which is yes. fucking base, dude. I bet they would absolutely yeah. execute people who like don't put their card away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, prob- I don't think they have shopping carts, but... Dylan gave this movie a B+. Plus. What? Dylan, Dylan, Dylan gave it a B+. Plus? He did. There's no fucking way. He gave I it a think B+. It's, I think it's a good amount more than a B+. Plus. I would like to put this movie in S tier, but I don't think it... I don't think it deserves S tier for me. Yeah. Um, I, gave it an, I gave it an A+. Plus. It's right on the edge. I, mm-hmm. I thought it was really entertaining, um, but I think there's definitely some stuff more they could have done with the cinematography. It kind of felt like I was watching an Office episode. And yeah. I feel like I wasn't... <laughs> I feel like I wasn't super invested with like the two guys story that were being helped by Brad Pitt. That was that yeah. was a weaker one for me, to be honest. But okay. it, wasn't, it, it wasn't that big of a deal. Um, I still enjoyed the movie super thoroughly throughout the entire thing. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna gatekeep it from S tier at least. There ain't no way that bearded guy was Brad Pitt. I may give an A minus. I think I thought it was pretty good. I, I enjoyed this movie a fair bit. Yeah, uh, I'm right there with you, Jackson. I'm very much like on the the precipice of a plus to s minus i think i'm gonna go i'm gonna i'm gonna go a plus on this one though fair enough and that puts us at an a overall whoa whoa. which is pretty respectable that was a pretty good movie i think that's one of our better patreon picks figuring most of the ones we get are complete hot garbage (laughs) looking at you lucas ledette son of a bitch why do we get your movie so fucking often Shout out to Raheem for giving us a good movie. He's going to be very pleased that we liked it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm more interested in watching movies that are like this now. Anyways, that segues pretty cleanly into our next movie, which I also think was pretty solid overall. At least not bad. It was uh, Dylan's pick of the week, The Martian. The Martian. Uh, he's not here, so I guess, Nico, you want to tell us about The Martian? Dude, do you want to tell us about The Martian? I've got my own fucking movie to talk about. Why I want to talk, talk about, about your movie. Why do you want to talk about my movie? Dude, because it's going to be so short. <laughs> uh, I can actually explain the movie. You can. You fucking talk about The Martian. Dude, I can also explain it, but, like, you know, I feel like you can pretty easily summarize Skinamarink in, like, one sentence, you know? In, like, one sentence. Demons. <laughs> uh, well, that's a word, but... 
Okay, so The Martian. The Martian's all about Matt Damon. He ends up getting left behind on Mars. Him and his posse are on Mars, but he gets left behind. So he has to figure out a way to survive on Mars. Fortunately for Matt Damon, he's a botanist. So he's able to just, like, take some potatoes, and he starts growing that shit. And that's kind of it for a while. But then things start happening, okay? Things start happening. As the NASA realizes, hang on a second. We thought Matt Damon was dead. He's actually alive. We gotta figure out a way to save Matt Damon. And hijinks ensue from there. Matt Damon tries to survive on Mars, and he generally does a pretty good job without very many complications. And then they find a way to save Matt Damon, and they send a probe back to him. His original posse, they come back for him to save Matt Damon, and he becomes Iron Man in the end. And he flies back into their cruiser, and he makes it back to Earth. That's the movie. Nice. This movie, I think, had a lot of potential, but I think it also has a lot of shortcomings. Yeah, I feel like they definitely kind of squandered a bit. I think the biggest shortcoming of this movie is just how impossibly formulaic it is. Like, uh, Nico did a pretty good job explaining it when we were watching the movie, but basically, good stuff happens for a while, and then something bad, (laughs) catastrophic happens, and then he recovers, and then the cycle repeats the entire fucking movie. Um, and, like, generally, he doesn't really struggle very much with any of the problems that come up either. He's just no, like, oh, like, no! Anyway. Especially once <laughs> he got the support from NASA, there was basically, like, no tension at that point yeah. at all. It was kind of just, like, shit's happening, we're watching it happening. I think it was mostly just we're supposed to be, like, invested in, like, the politics of all of it. I don't really care that much about it, though. I don't think it was very strong. Mm. Um, especially when they started leaning into the fucking quirky guy. I didn't care about <laughs> yeah, him Yeah, when Childish Gambino shows up, and he's like, hey, guys, then, um... I think I found a way to figure things out. And then he yeah, does. And then, and then the ending of the movie was completely fucking retarded. Um, yeah. <laughs> that, it was super goofy, and I don't think fit what the movie was going for at all. Yeah. With, like, no. trying to be, like, at least based in realism, that shit was fucking so, so dumb. Yeah. I think those tonal issues are the major problem, where, like, for most, for probably, like, 85, 90% of this movie, it's, like, a very serious, like, we're tell it's scientific, it's, you know, we're trying to be realistic, what would happen if a astronaut was actually trapped on Mars, and we're trying to do this, that, and the other, you know, we're treating, we're, like, doing real-time space travel and all this shit, and then they just throw goofy nonsense in here and there for no reason. We got, I, I complained about Donald Glover the most, I just was like, dude, why is this character in this movie? Yeah. Do, is the, the, does this really feel like the the movie that needed, like, the quirky black math nerd? Dude, he provides a little bit of levity, bro. <laughs> I thought the levity that Matt Damon himself was doing was fine. I like that stuff, but yeah, the Donald Glover. And then also, like Jackson mentioned, how just fucking goofy and ridiculous and, like, not believable at all the entire ending sequence is. It, it, it really took me out of the movie, frankly. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was really fucking stupid. It would make my, like, stomach drop several times throughout that entire, like, segment where he's, like, floating around space and shit. It's like, he's not secured at all. Like, one bad thing happens. He's just flying through space for the rest of his life, okay? This uh, this mm-hmm. shit is fucked up. I don't like space at all. It's scary. Space is <laughs> right. scary. I want to watch... Isn't there, like, a movie where it's literally just, like, some chick that got trapped in space and she's just, like, floating around for yeah, a while? Yeah, it's like Gravity. 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 I want to watch that at some point, too. I'm going to put that on my list. Yeah, Sandra okay. Bullock in it. I, I think a, a big problem with why it feels formulaic is, like, obviously, in the, like, year plus I was on the, this planet, there were a lot of tasks he was doing, 
but it montages through a lot of it or just skips it. So like the only time we're shown him doing something is when something is going to go horribly wrong. Yeah. At the very least, they did make him super fucking anemic at the very end of the movie. So that was pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah. You got to, you guys got to have some uh, body representation. finally. Hell yeah, brother. That's what more of our Hollywood stars need to start looking like. So people start being interested in me, dude. (laughs) If, just dude, start... if Matt Damon anemic was, like, the modern-day sex symbol, I'd be getting so much poo-tang. That's true. You should start showing girls uh, the fucking machinist. <laughs> See how they feel about that Yeah, there movie. we go. Point at the screen. That's literally me. That's literally yeah. me. Let's talk about some positives, though. I think the set was pretty cool overall. Mm-hmm. I really like the sequences of him actually doing the science stuff, you know, setting up the potatoes and all that for the first time, grabbing mm-hmm. the fucking isotope for warmth and stuff. I think there was some—I mean, not really. I'm sure a lot of it's kind of, like, bullshitty pseudoscience stuff but i think there was at least a little bit of education to be had in this movie yeah um, I, I definitely think there were like quite a few moments where we'd like ask like is that really how that works and everyone yeah. else would be like I, I i simply don't know and i i really appreciate that it was able to like you know bring us together in our ignorance you know <laughs> yeah i think the uh i think the acting was pretty good overall i think the performances are pretty well done obviously it was a really well shot movie this is like a big budget film so you kind of expect it to be um, overall, I think it's a pretty competent film that just suffered a lot from a pretty formulaic plot and, you know, a dumbass fucking ending with, like, a weird B-plot going on to you that wasn't as... Right. Yeah, mm. like, that fucking old man NASA dude, he just didn't... He didn't really grab me at all, I'd say. Dude didn't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. And, like, he kept fucking things up, and he was like, Look, man, I'm the big NASA boss. What I say goes, you're fired. And it's like... You've been fucking things up this entire movie. Why should I care about anything you have to say, man? Yeah. I like how he literally directly caused the explosion of the supply ship, um, which is a massive failure. And then, like, immediately next up, the other guy is trying to let the fucking, you know, the people on the ship in space have a bit of, you know, autonomy over their actions. And he's immediately like, I'm going to fucking fire you if you do anything that risky. And you're like, dude, what do you mean? You just cost millions and millions of dollars for a stupid mistake. Dude, that wasn't his money. That was the taxpayers. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, literally. Based in Red Pilled. Um, anything else? Dude... I was so fucked up at the end when they showed that fucking redhead girl, and we all thought it was uh, fucking Howard Woman, but it ended up not being Howard Woman. That, oh, Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah, that was fucked up, dude. That was fucked up. It, it really looked like <laughs> it her. It looked just like her. It was crazy. Oh, I like how, obviously, the the main character guy um, went through a pretty traumatic event and also was kind of a badass throughout it, but I still think it's pretty goofy that, like, the ending scene is him in some fucking classroom basically just jacking himself <laughs> off. That was pretty dumb. I wasn't a big fan of that. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it was in line with his character as we saw it throughout the movie. Yeah, I, I, would, I would agree, but it's still, I don't know. I feel like it's... I, I don't know. It just didn't sit well for me. I it just rubbed him the wrong way. And of course, given the last film, I have to mention, I thought Brad Pitt was pretty good in this one, too. Yeah, I thought that he really played his part pretty well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> just like he didn't skin my rink, I think he did a good job with that in that yeah. as well. Yeah. He was a great demon, dude. What can I say? <laughs> Speaking of... Wait, we have to do the ranking. Yeah, we, we do. <laughs> so Dylan gave this movie an A-tier. A-tier? Yeah. A. Hey, which I definitely wouldn't put it above the big short personally. I think uh, I think I'm gonna give it a B plus. Okay. I'm also at an A tier. I also gave it a B plus. 
There, there are two wolves in the Guapish cast. <laughs> a a givers and B plus givers. <laughs> uh, and that puts us at an A minus overall. Whoa. That's crazy. Who would have predicted? Fair enough. I definitely think this is a worse movie than The Big Short. Yeah, uh, definitely. So All right. And that moves on to our final film and maybe even the most controversial this week. Um, Skinamarink. 2023 Uh I'm going to do my best to explain what was happening within the plot. Regard- regardless, Nico is probably going to be like uh, some demon shit happens or something. There's actually shit that happens in this movie. It's obviously trying to tell a story. Clearly, it's not just an hour and 20 minutes of being boring as fuck, even though it also is that. I um, know but, that it's trying to tell a story, but ultimately what this movie is about is there are kids in a spooky house with a demon. All right, so basically, <laughs> the start of the movie picks or kicks off with a child falling down the stairs and the parents rushing to try to, you know, salvage this situation. And then when the child wakes up, uh, him and his, or he's basically just alone in his house. Uh, again, I guess I should preface that this movie is looking we're looking at it from the perspective of the the boy child i don't know what his fucking name um, well, not got, always. sometimes it's just pointing at a wall correct but prim- primarily the perspective we're seeing is from the the child the male child kevin. um let's call him harold kevin, yeah <laughs> kevin but kevin his name is kevin <laughs> anyways kevin yeah so basically he falls down he falls down the stairs he wakes up um in a house with his sister all the fucking doors and the windows are gone he is trying to figure out what's going on he's trying to find his parents um he eventually goes or no it's the sister i think he's like fucking playing with toys or some shit downstairs and the sister goes upstairs to try to find the parents um and this is probably like the best scene in the whole movie where she goes up there um sees her dad um the dad tells her to like look under the fucking bed uh, doesn't see anything she looks back up her mom is up there she gives like some kind of speech about it kind of sounds like like a divorce speech and like it's not your fault kind of thing uh and then the mom does some demon shit daughter goes back downstairs uh, they fall. The kids play and like fall asleep again. Uh, Kevin wakes up. His sister's gone. He goes into the basement to look for her. Uh, he finds that she's been like taken over by the demon or something because she like took her took her mouth and her face and shit. Uh, he's he's freaked out. He runs back upstairs. Demon wants to play with him. He doesn't want to play with the demon. Uh, demon makes him fucking poke his eye out with a knife. So he does uh, because it's a demon. Uh, and then the second half. I thought of the movie, what, I thought the demon had the girl take her eye out. No, it was the boy. The girl mm. The girl was in the basement. Kevin went down to check on her, and then he ran back upstairs because he was scared. Uh, and then once he stabbed himself, that's kind of like when the second half of the movie kind of kicks in, where everything just kind of flips upside down, um, and weird shit starts happening more. Uh, the, the demon, like, really just wants him to go upstairs again, so he does. Kevin, you know, goes upstairs. The whole fucking house is upside down. We get that really long panning shot of a bunch of shit in the fucking corner, and then, like, 556 days or whatever pops up on the screen. Uh, and then, you know, Kevin goes back downstairs to try to, like, look for his parents again. He sees his mom's face, you know, without a face in the darkness. She says some shit, uh, and then the movie ends. And that's basically Skinamarink in a nutshell. Um, within all of this happening, there's also, like, many, many minutes of just nothing fucking happening. <laughs> just looking at a wall or some shit. Or, like, a random creepy, spooky imagery. Uh... So what do you guys think this movie's trying to portray? There's a lot of interpretations. I mean, yeah, you can, definitely, you can interpret it in many different ways. Because, like, initially when, like, little boy Kevin falls down the stairs, we do get a phone call of his, like, father on the phone with somebody. And he's being like, uh, yeah, Kevin, he fell down the stairs with the hospital. He, he seems fine, though. It's, it's okay. He's, he's not really injured. It's, we didn't even need stitches, guys. We didn't even need stitches. And... 
why that scene exactly is in the movie could be pretty up in the air. Potentially, he actually died, and, like, there's some weird limbo situation. Who knows? Who, who knows what's going on? But, yeah, it's definitely seeming like there's some sort of a demon that's in the house with them, and it's just kind of fucking with them now. It's just kind of like, okay, I get this house all to myself, and these are my little playthings. Uh, time to just, like, murder them endlessly for days and days on end as the years pass by, and they're still children, so they can literally do nothing here, okay? Because, like, it, it, that's, like, one of the scariest parts of this, is that, like, you know, this is from the perspective of children, and they are very small children as well. So, like, you know, we see them, like, using flashlights and shit throughout this movie because uh, they're really small and they can't even reach the fucking light switches. <laughs> Which, like, you know, that's a terrifying prospect. But at the same time, like, this movie is so fucking long, and it does not need to be this long whatsoever. Like, I get mm-hmm. it. It's it's building up tension and stuff like that. We don't need this much tension being built up. You can easily cut out, like, probably fucking half an hour of this movie, and it'll be all the better for it, you know? I think there's literally, like, a... Uh, it's not like a director's cut, but there's somebody, I'm pretty sure, made a cut of this movie where they basically chop off, like, 20 minutes of content or something mm. from it. And apparently that's a much more entertaining and concise experience. Gotcha, okay. Uh, I'm yeah. I'm gonna read the, the one big note I wrote on this movie, which I, I feel like pretty well captures my problem with it, which is... The story seems interesting, but the way that story was communicated leaves it muddled and far less compelling than it could be. And uh, this really... Obviously, I wrote that down way earlier, so I already thought, but as Jackson was going over the plot synopsis, uh, it it was really showing me how true that sentence is, because I caught some of the things here and there of what was going on in the movie, but a lot of the specifics that Jackson was mentioning, I was like, oh, is that what was going on? I didn't, I couldn't even tell. I think this is a good time for me to go out and say that I did, in fact, watch this movie again. I said, I I told you guys that I was going to probably do this because yeah. I don't think we watched it in a very good way. We're three dudes fucking around, not really paying attention, <laughs> cracking jokes the whole time. That's the opposite of what you should be watching this movie in, like, as an experience because yeah. it's, it's really hard to immerse yourself into, like, the kind of world. We weren't paying attention. We were, we were missing a lot of shit. I think my second watch of this movie was substantially better than the first one. I, def- I definitely mm. got caught up a little bit in the atmosphere of it all. Um, I obviously saw a lot more of what was happening, and I actually kind of, like, pieced together what was going on, which was fun. It was actually a pretty enjoyable experience the second time, I'm going to be completely honest. Um, Mostly just because you can, like, throughout the entirety of it, you're getting bits and pieces of what's going on. You can kind of try to piece together the story, you know, try to, like, theorize exactly what's happening, which I think is an entertaining um, watching experience. I definitely still think it has its downfalls. Obviously, it's way too fucking long. Um... And the story is just, like, super, super fucking hard to follow. But uh, I think it's pretty okay overall from a, from a normal, from a general standpoint. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of, like, part of the fucking analog horror genre in general. Is that, yeah. for the most part, the stories tend to be not, like, super clear. You're supposed to, like, uh, think about it a lot, kind of piece things together. Like, go to other people, figure out what they thought and stuff like that. And, yeah, that's definitely something that's felt a lot in this movie. It's a lot less about the fi- the story itself and more so about your general experience with it about just kind of being immersed in this like super creepy atmosphere and stuff like that you know but at the same time yeah, not but- a particularly huge fan <laughs> of yeah. just how much time you really need to like sink into it for that i, I don't mm-hmm. think that it really benefits the film much from that 
I feel like a big problem with this movie too is that obviously I think the atmosphere in this movie is pretty well done because mm-hmm. that's really all it has going for it throughout most of it. Yeah. Um, but like the scary parts, I don't know. People were saying like the scary parts were like really scary, but I feel like the the minor moments of you know actual horror, like with the mom reaching out her hand or the fucking faces in the darkness or like the phone doing like a jump scare on you, that shit wasn't scary at all. It's just fucking like startling, like startled spookiness. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that shit was well done at all. I've seen a decent amount of like analog horror stuff just because I, you know, pops up on YouTube, uh, and it's it's all that type of stuff. It's just like loud, loud noise, sudden, creepy face type shit, mm-hmm. and it's I don't know, it just doesn't work for me at all. I think it's like the lowest hanging fruit of horror. Um, it, it, yeah, because like that kind of shit, it's not fucking scary at all. It's just kind of there to startle you. Like saying that fucking a mm-hmm. uh, horror movie that's like you know it, it keeps jump scaring you. Saying something like that is scary. It's like, I don't know, fucking, like, going to see, like, a stand-up comedian, and he comes up and he tickles you. Like, <laughs> he's they're achieving see, what they're setting out for, but it's it, it's a really yeah, cheap what, way of doing it. That's what I was mentioning when we were watching, where I was like, a lot of the, the scares in here, it's like, they're using the shortcut to getting a reaction out of you, which is loud noise and sudden movement of, like, a weird-looking thing. Yeah. Which I'm like, like, yeah, okay, I can do that. I can, you know... I could, you know, if, if you know, t- tonight, while you guys are sleeping, I, you know, snuck into your room and then fucking, like, punched you in the face and screamed at the top of my lungs, you'd probably be pretty startled. Yeah. Is that, like, some great accomplishment? Am I some great, ma- like, maestro of horror now? No. Of course not. Are you guys gonna give Fuck. the movie any credit at all for what it did with its budget? I, uh, oh, that's, sure. like, the hardest thing here for me, is that, like... It, this is made by, like, a single fucking YouTuber, you know, and, like, fucking, I want to, like, at least, like, you know, acknowledge that, like, hey, this is, like, a great accomplishment and stuff like that, you know, but, like, I, I, I just don't really like the end product very much, so it's hard for me to, like, really recommend this movie at all. Yeah, I would agree this movie is impossible to recommend. I, yeah. I've been recommending it to people constantly as a joke recently because I think it's funny. Mm-hmm. Like, they're like, yo, you should check out this cool horror movie. I saw a skin ring. It's pretty entertaining. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll check that out. And then it's just this. And like, what the fuck is this? Uh, I think uh, I really wish we had Dylan here, too, because I'm curious what his actual, like, obviously. I want to uh, know his thoughts so bad. Should we have him record his thoughts on this movie? I mean, I feel like pretty much what he's going to say is that, uh, so a big thing with Dylan, he apparently had to watch this movie like three times because he kept falling asleep while watching it. I'm sure he's just going to say it's really fucking boring and like not really anything happens. He he might say that it scared him a little bit, maybe, but I don't think that he'll delve too much further into it beyond that. Big mm-hmm. question, boys. Do you guys think he actually ended up watching the whole movie or did he just like watch a little bit and be like, this is fucking stupid? And Yeah, I feel like there's a pretty solid chance he just kind of skipped through it. <laughs> It's tough to say. I want to give him the benefit of the doubt here. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt to you and just believe him on you know trying it three times and getting her done. Yeah. But uh, yeah, just from his rank, I can tell he probably was not super hot in this movie. Um, I'm probably I feel like I my my ranking's still pretty rough on this shit, but it's probably the the best from you guys. Um, and I think that's mostly just because I I went and watched it again and I kind of I'm not gonna say it's like how you should have watched it because I'm you know but just like I mean I do think en- that's the ideal way to watch this film. yeah en- enveloping yourself in the atmosphere not just being like with a bunch of bunch of dudes fucking around watching some goofy movie and clowning at the whole time yeah I feel like even without doing that I still I, I can still understand what they're trying to do here with this film and with that said guys do you want to get onto the ratings here 
I suppose so. All right, so crack, crack us off with Dylan giving an F. Yes, that's a bit. That's that's a bit far, in my opinion. Yeah. What would you say is a solid ranking, in your opinion, then, Tanner? I gave this one a C minus. C minus. Never mind. I thought I was going to be the lowest rank or the uh, the highest ranked one. As, as it turns out, I was wrong. Okay. I do not. We all rated the FNAF movie C minus. I do not think this movie's better than the FNAF movie. Um. Regardless of everything that I think it did well, it does so much wrong that I cannot put it above that movie. Even like some more like generic fucking horror movies, like I know what you did last summer and Pandorum and shit. Um, I just I think the wasted time uh, and just like the I don't know like being analog horror and not really being that scary uh, really detrimented a lot. I give it a D plus personally. Yeah, mm. it's so hard because like I said, I wanna I want to rank this movie higher. Just because of like kind of what it stands for, but at the end of the day, I can't do that <laughs> because it just doesn't deserve it. You know that that's the big problem here. I think yeah, D plus is probably a good rank for it. I'll go D plus. Honestly, this is more. This is higher than I expected to be. I honestly thought I was going to be like the only one that like didn't rate it somewhere in the F tier or like low D. <laughs> Uh, so this is this is pretty good. This was an entertaining watch, boys. Let's go. I put it at a D. There we go. Still, still nice. pretty, still pretty fucking rough. It's right down there next to Eight-Legged Freaks and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, that kind of sounds about right. Actually. Yeah, I'd say so. However, guys, recently Dylan also ended up going to watch in the FNAF movie. Jackson, do you have his ranking oh here God. available? Uh, I think he gave it a B minus. I think he did as well. Let's assume he gave it a B minus. I thought he gave it a flat B. Well, now that you dude. say that, Tanner, we have to go and hunt down his rating. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's B minus, but we'll find it, dude. We'll find it. Oh, we'll find. Um, yeah, he said B minus. He said like a B minus, so that could be anything. Maybe it's it, a B. It, it could be anything, but we're just gonna assume it's B minus. Yes, sir. Yeah. Which changes the FNAF movies ranking from a C minus to a C. Whoa. Whoa. That's crazy. I want. I really want to hear his his reasoning for giving it a B minus. I am surprised he didn't go with the easy choice of the sanctions. Yeah, but alas. In the meantime, though, Jackson, what movies are we watching next week from that fucking Patreon we got going? Uh, this week we are going to be watching Rocky, as recommended by Mister Pat, the 1976 film. Um, Thank you, Mr. T. I believe his official name is Macho Man Retard Savage. Actually. Uh huh. It's always something. <laughs> Rocky's a good one. I can't wait to see Rocky. I fucking love Rocky. Holy smokes. Have you guys seen Rocky? No. I know the heels Adrian. Have you actually not seen Rocky, uh, Nico? No. That's fucking crazy. Right. I don't watch many movies outside of Guapish at the movies. That movie was recommended three months ago. Jesus. Whoa. One of our older ones. All right, Fantastic. what are you guys picking? Speaking of movies you love, Tanner, what movie are you picking, dude? Uh, so... For the month of November, my picks will be Netflix Originals. I am doing Netflix Original November. Uh, and so for this week, I'm going to be choosing... Tall Girl? No, not familiar with that one. I'm going to be choosing The Ridiculous Six, the Adam Sandler Western comedy. That's that's a Netflix original? It is. I had no idea. <laughs> that's pretty silly. Can't wait to check that one out. I, on the other hand, am going to be picking... I. Have we had any disaster movies so far? Um, I guess you could maybe say that, uh, what's that one with the fucking monsters that attack, like, New York? Godzilla? 
Oh, no. Cloverfield? Cloverfield, yeah. I feel like you could maybe say Cloverfield is a disaster Cloverfield movie. Cloverfield is... Eh, I'd say Cloverfield isn't a disaster movie. So I'm very interested. Which one? Will it be 2012? Will it be Deep Impact? Will it be fucking Moonfall? It is Moonfall, Tanner. Congratulations. <laughs> this is the Chinese one, right? Uh, I, no. It's, no, I'm thinking of something else. You are thinking of something else. I do have a Chinese, like, propaganda film on my list to watch, because I think it'll be very fucking funny. Oh, that's but fun. I'm actually looking forward to this week. This sounds like a, a great week of, uh, well, one good and two very bad movies. <laughs> you think Moonfall is going to be bad, dude? I think Moonfall is going to be dog shit. <laughs> I think there's a good chance Moonfall is going to be worse than Ridiculous 6. Dude, ain't no fucking way... Are there any good disaster movies? I don't think I've ever heard anything good about a disaster movie. Moonfall. Oh, they're all they're just... But this, one, think... this one, I'm looking it up right now, and it looks so mid with the movies. I think people always say that disaster movies are fun. I don't know if anyone's ever claimed that they're good. What's that one with Bruce Willis and the asteroid? I think people say that one is good. Uh, asteroid Mania. N- <laughs> Yeah, sure. Well, anyway, you heard it here first, folks. We're watching 1976's Rocky, and then Moonfall and The Ridiculous Six. I'm so pumped. And Tanner, if people want to request movies themselves, where do you think that, oh, but, what could they even do to accomplish such a task? Well, they just have to go to patreon.com forward slash guapish and subscribe for only $1 a month where they will then be given access to our Discord where they can talk to us, they can request movies, they can even send in topic requests and we'll fucking talk about the shit they want us to talk about. And... They also get 500 slime coins, early access to every episode, and access to our pre-guap show. And... They get their name read out at the end of every episode, just like I'm about to do. Thank you to Raheem Rajawani, Kyler Nikolai, I think Shimi is an overall better cat than Mochi, this is not a Patreon name, Top Ramen Man, Joshua Bean, Macho Man Retard Savage, Tutbot, Lucas Ledette, Hunter, and Jacob Edwards. And I especially love you, Joshua Bean. And as always, thank you very much for watching. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.